the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roscoe. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 145 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the National School Board Association and the Democratic Socialists of America that are after your children. That's right, George. You know, the school board members have had a huge impact on our public education system, more than what most people know. They've been unfortunately captured by leftists and the collusion between the National School Board Association with the Biden administration. That's all been well documented. We've talked about it in the past. But on top of this, George, we now have the, get ready, the Democratic Socialists of America joining this fight essentially against parents and and parental rights. And we thought we would raise awareness about this issue today and some of their strategies and tactics. Just uh, by way of uh, of background, um, you may recall that the National School Board Association uh, wrote a letter to the Department of the United States Department of Justice in that letter referring to parents as, quote, domestic terrorists. And the DOJ's attorney, the DOJ's leader, Merrick Garland, uh, gave a disastrous response to this letter. Um, as a result of this, um, going on at around the same time, uh, Glenn Youngkin uh, won the gubernatorial race in Virginia over Terry McAuliffe, who was considered back then a shoe-in. And this was right at the start of when COVID hit and parents were getting a chance to look over their children's shoulders on what they were learning via Zoom classes. Yeah. And when they saw that the, it was critical theory indoctrination and they were being sexualized, they became incensed and they started uh, protesting at school board meetings. And Terry McAuliffe, of course, made this famous quotation. When it comes to education, parents should leave it to the professionals. Well, that launched Glenn Youngkin, who is his challenger, into the governor's office. Um, Democratic Party advisors uh, gave a, a warning to not let Republicans, as a, res- as a response to this, become, quote, the party of parents. And, George, we've talked about this before. And in fact, if you go back to um, our episode 56, we warned about the rise of these leftist parent groups. In episode 67, we warned about the Biden administration's Department of Education giving voice to these leftist parent groups by creating a parent council where strategies and counter-talking points and narratives would be developed to calm the parental revolution that's been going on for about five years now. And finally, in episode 91, we got some good news about the Biden administration disbanding the parent council as a result of a lawsuit that was filed by America's First Legal Foundation, which alleged that 11 of the 14 groups on the council were made up of donors to Joe Biden administration uh, yep. and Democratic causes. They got a seat at the table. They, they, they definitely they did. Up. Money, <laughs> money pays. Well, George, there's some 
Before we get into the details that we're going to talk about, there is some good news, isn't there? There is. I mean, we, we share usually a lot of bad news <laughs> about what's happening in this war, uh, but there are battles that we are winning. Um, and, and one of those uh, great pieces of good news that we wanted to share with you is a partner organization called the Herzog Foundation, uh, with which we collaborate whenever we get a chance to. Uh, they actually announced um, at the end of uh, 2023, they announced that they are giving grants totaling $2.3 million to propel the growth of six Christian schools in Georgia, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Missouri, and uh, Washington, D.C. And in fact, this announcement comes on the heels of another study uh, that has just been published that basically has has uh, determined that 8 out of 10 Christian school leaders, uh, so basically 80% of Christian private schools out there, uh, are actually s- saying that there is an increasing demand for their services in their area. And I think this, I think, really goes hand in hand with what you and I have been experiencing, Mark, when we talk to, you know, leaders of uh, existing Christian schools. Uh, because we had similar conversations with them way back four or five years ago, and the you know the future was bleak. It was just a d- decline for decades now that that most of these schools were going through. But now all of a sudden, with the craziness of COVID nineteen, the, the Zoom classrooms uh, that were opened up, all of the things that you know, Mark, you just mentioned with the history of the NSBA and Biden administration. And I think parents are now starting to understand what's happening, and they are choosing to vote with their feet, so to speak, and take their children's feet out of the public school system. Light is the best disinfectant, and uh, not only protect our kids, but other sister organizations. And, uh, you know, conservative newscasts, the Wall Street Journal, Fox News, they've been reporting on this for a long time now, and parents are finally waking up. And they're taking action. I mean, the numbers and percentages of people that have taken their kids out of public schools for homeschooling are in the double digits now. And even in the black communities, which is really, really um, wonderful, wonderful news. Parents are finally catching on. But organizations like the Herzog Foundation, which fund directly the creation of private schools, this is such welcome news, George. Yeah, this is awesome. So we return back to our National School Board Association. We wanted to bring you an update of what is actually happening currently uh, because this started two years ago. Yeah, back this in 2021. Is, <laughs> this is a debacle now for over two years. Um, and uh, what what we've been trying to uncover now is the evidence of was there an actual collusion, you know, between the Department of Education, the White House, the president, you know, in his administration, and the Department of Justice, because I don't know, like for me, it was just like, why in the world did this letter even need to be made? And why in the world did the Department of Justice ever respond to the school board association's letter? Like it, it all happened so quickly. It just really felt like it was orchestrated, but their claims was, no, 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 no. We're just, you know, going about our business, you know, but through all of the FOIA requests that have been made, the truth is coming out. 
Um, so real quick, in late September 2021, the National School Board Association sent this letter to President Biden in which they specifically solicit the U.S. Department of Education, the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, the Secret Service, and the National Threat Assessment Center. Now that one really got me. Yeah, to intervene. Uh, even the Postal Inspection Service, you know to intervene against the threatening letters and cyberbullying attacks that are being transmitted against school board members at... By concerned parents. By concerned parents. Essentially. Uh, the parents are d- domestic terrorists. The NSBA requests that such review examine appropriate enforceable actions against these crimes and acts of violence under the Gun-Free Zone Zones Act, the Patriot Act, George, in regards to domestic terrorism. The Matthew Shepard James Bird Hate Crimes Prevention Act, it, it, it goes on and on, spurring them into action. And then Merrick Garland, on October 4th, the DOJ issued its letter mobilizing the FBI, U.S. attorneys, um, and the FBI to, to actually take action against parents. Exactly. And here's what his letter stated. In recent months, There has been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school administrators, board members, etc., etc. In the coming days, the department will announce a series of measures designed to address the rise in criminal conduct directed towards school personnel. I mean, I don't know what kind of criminal conduct he's talking about, all right? Uh, And then he closes off, to this end, I am directing the Federal Bureau of Investigation working with each United States attorney to convene meetings with federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial leaders in each federal judicial district within 30 days of the issuance of this memorandum. George, I know you're going to get into the details and give us an update here, but our listeners should ask themselves. So this was back in 2021. What has happened in the last few years since then? to showcase these so-called domestic terrorists, these parents. Have you seen any big exposés in the news about how many are in jail now and these organizations that apparently were mobilizing together to be such a, a threat that the the Patriot Act had to be uh, imposed? I, I'm, it's been strangely silent if they've been caught. Very silent. And in fact, all the leftist groups that have you know sprung up over the last couple of years uh, since, you know, McAuliffe's uh, debacle in Virginia, right? Uh, and the Democrats, you know, starting to turn out and sponsor these leftist parent groups. I actually am subscribed to some of them in their newsletters, and they don't even talk about yeah. that. You know, they're all now into this crazy book banning, you know, hysteria. <laughs> so it's like they don't even believe what they're saying, uh, because if they would, then we would be seeing this, especially in the mainstream media, I, too. I agree. Which is on their side. Um, so what's happening today? Well, today, an organization, um, American First Legal, they have, for the last two years, been just on top of this, submitting FOIA requests, trying to get the full picture of who spoke with who and when in order to determine that chronology of why did the NSBA sent this kind of a letter? And then why did the Department of Justice within days? Because the timing was highly suspicious. I remember reporting on this. Yes. The things happened so quickly. 
usually when a letter is sent uh, to any government agency making these kind of accusations, there's an investigatory period that goes on before any um, uh, definite uh, policies are enacted or definite plans are enacted. But that's not what happened. I mean, the DOJ's response came almost immediately after the NSBA sent their letter, didn't it? So, Which was highly submit, suspicious. Yes. So we're going to read for you here from, from screenshots of these emails. Oh okay. So according to an internal National School Board Association memorandum, NSBA staff held a meeting on September 14th, 2021 with White House staff. So this is before they even sent the letter. They already had a meeting with White House staff. Among other things, NSBA's memorandum asserted that advocacy and equity efforts were top priorities and reported that it was tasked with sending a letter to the president asking for federal law enforcement to take action against American parents. The letter was dated September 29th, 2021. So they had this meeting two weeks in advance of sending this letter. Okay. With White House officials. With White House officials. Now, it is not clear whether White House staff reviewed it in draft form. However, NSBA admits that it relied on the White House for content. So they were being fed the, the content of that letter. This is what from you should write to them. When you write your letter, this is what you should write. Yes. This is how you should frame it. Yep. On October 1st, 2021, so this is three days before Merrick Garland responds, okay, uh, Shailen Cochran, the chief of staff to the Associate Attorney General for Civil Rights, contacted Maisha Braden, an official in the Deputy Attorney General's office, and Suzanne Goldberg, the Acting Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights at the Department of Education, to connect them regarding, quote, disruptions by parents at school board meetings, all right? That's Exhibit A. On October 2nd, two days before Merrick Garland's um, memo, Goldberg asked Brandon whether there were plans, quote-unquote, by the Department of Justice to address the issues raised by NA as the National School Board in its Association in its letter to Biden. All right, that was on October 2nd. Followed up then by on October 4th, Braden replied, that the department had received the letter and was running a process, quote-unquote, led by Associate Deputy Attorney General Kevin Chambers. And we're looking, I mean, we're talking, uh, you're hearing the oral broadcast, but we're looking at the documents themselves. We're looking at the we're screenshots at the of those emails that were finally released through FOIA requests, okay? And this is after two years, Okay. Uh, Chambers called Goldberg and left her a message. In an email dated October 6th, Goldberg acknowledged receiving it, and she said was, quote, very glad to see, end quote, the, the Garland Memorandum mo- mobilizing federal law enforcement against parents speaking out to protect their children. These documents here, strongly suggests that Biden officials, including the attorney general, have been lying to the American people about the origin, purpose, and execution of the administration's assault against parents. And now the American First Legal Foundation is demanding all communications from Chambers, Braden, Cochran, and Goldberg. 
in order for this truth to finally be exposed. It must be exposed, George. Stay tuned. I'm going to be so interested to see what comes of this. This is only the beginning, I predict. This is only the beginning and a continuation. And parents, we're going to have a future episode on this once AFL releases further FOIA requests that they, they've undermined. There. So, yeah, I mean, they're targeting parents going against school boards. They're trying to protect activist school boards, right, so they can keep doing what they want to do and paint parents who are concerned about what their kids are learning in school as domestic terrorists. But it turns out that there are even perhaps even more sinister organizations that are actively targeting school boards for infiltration. Well, the National School Board Association, Mark, ever since that debacle, they were made up of 49 state affiliate school board associations. And out of those 49, 27 have removed themselves from that organization ever since over the last two years. So they've lost some of their clout. They've lost some of their power. Um, and to step in to, to support them, we've talked a lot about the teachers unions in the past. Uh, and how the teachers union funnel money into school board races. But now there is another organization that's out there, and they are known as the Democratic Socialists of America, or the Communist Party of America. And on December 20th, um, 2023, uh, Parents Defending Education actually released a report. And in this report, they show evidence of the people involved in the, in the Communist Party of America, the Democratic Socialists uh, of America, and their platform and their actions uh, to uh, basically infiltrate school boards uh, because they recognize this is where the battle needs to be won. And they're right about that, by the way. So the organization's goals in terms of education include implementing a Green New Deal for public schools, Ending zero-tolerance discipline policies, say what? Increasing access to schooling for immigrants and ensuring comprehensive sex education is taught in the classroom. So here is the DSA. So from now on, we'll just use DSA for short here, Democratic Socialists of America, and their stance on gender and sexuality justice. More adjectives and words before the word justice, which should always tee you off that we have a problem here. Gender and sexuality justice. Platform states that the DSA is a socialist feminist organization. It also fights against, quote, systems of oppression and exploitation, including patriarchy, capitalism, and white supremacy. And the DSA, they state that it just seeks nothing less than liberation from those three things. How? The organization demands free contraception and birth control for all who want it. That's provided by the state. All right. So based on your taxpayer dollars. Free abortion on demand. Quality, age appropriate, and comprehensive sex ed taught in schools. Then they want single-payer, Medicare for all, so that way you can get all your birth control, abortion, mental health, hormone treatment, uh, hormone replacement therapy, gender-affirming surgeries. So basically the state becomes the nanny, the mommy and the daddy, and they need to pay for your ever-expanding desires. Uh, they demand that you allow trans minors to access gender-affirming care without parental consent. Uh, this is in their platform. They want to 
end the repression of sex workers and fully decriminalize sex work nationwide. That's a euphemism for prostitution, uh, for those who, who don't know how they use that term sex work. Um, and they want to end conversion therapy and provide stronger supportive care for minors whose families abandoned them. You know, it used to be, George, uh, I would say decades ago anyway, that they would hide these platform and charter statements. I mean, they had them, obviously, but they didn't want the public to really know about them. They don't do that anymore. They have found enough acceptance in the right circles, mainly progressive circles, that they're very forthcoming about what they believe. And because they are so forthcoming, I think we should pay attention. We must believe them. In fact, at their 2023 National Convention, uh, they state this. One of their key resolutions that they passed was run DSA candidates for school boards. And they said the teacher movement is the tip of the spear of a revitalized labor movement. And school board races are a clear way to build relationships with teachers unions. And an amendment in this resolution concludes as follows. Resolved that the DSA commits to running candidates in school board races and to fight right wing and neoliberal attack on public schools by bringing together DSA, teachers, support staff, and education worker unions, and grassroots parent and student groups behind candidates dedicated to building the working class movement. And the resolution further states that it is, it is resolved at the same uh, conference that the DSA reaffirms its commitment to trans and queer rights and to defending democracy against the ascending far right. And DSA condemns to the strongest possible degree the growing and ongoing movement to eliminate trans people from our society, as if that's happening. Exactly. And in fact, one of the last conclusions uh, is that the DSA believes that by developing the infrastructure, by running candidates for school boards, this is kind of like the entry level of elected office. They will learn from all of that and build an infrastructure and the skills that they need to then win larger and more prominent races in government. So, George, there can't be many school boards uh, that have bought into this alliance with uh, the Democratic Socialists of America, right? I mean, oh. you're talking about just a, just a handful. Some might think that it would be only California yeah. or only Massachusetts or only New York, but this is happening in California, Colorado, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, Wisconsin. In fact, the Parents Defending Education Report documents in each of these states where DSA members are currently holding office in a school board seat or where they're trying to go after one of those school board seats. So this is really, really crazy stuff. Parents, uh, you you are warned right now. Uh, and in fact, one of those uh, members in Wisconsin, in the Milwaukee Public Schools, Missy Zomber, who was just elected this year, on her X account or Twitter account, she posted on October 22nd, 2023, from the river to the sea, 
Palestine will be free. Blatant anti-Semitism. Blatant anti-Semitism. Okay, well, Georgia, once again, uh, you don't have to wonder what they believe. They're very outspoken and transparent about them, and I think we should believe them. So, parents, this is what your kids are being exposed to in the public schools. This is what the school boards uh, more and more are signing on to. And uh, and if if you're concerned about this, if you don't agree with it, uh, you need to do something about it. You need to get involved in your child's education. You need to be very careful about who you vote for. Uh, we're about to, we're in 2024. By the time yeah. this broadcast is aired, uh, this is an election year. Know who um, you're voting for, what their platforms are, and what they believe. Well, George, unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for joining us on Say What? And we look very forward to speaking with you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.